welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Mr. 100% Chuck Bailey and Super Producer Ian Stimson. 99. Episode 99. 99! Yeah. We're going to party like it's 1990, episode 99? Episode 99? Yeah, yeah, why not? Episode 99. Cool, that's that done. Very good. Okay. That's a wrap. <laughs> Chuck Pals are getting ready to kick off in 15 minutes. Uh, do you want to jump in with some with your one oh, do we? five seconds of Palace take <laughs> so we can not have to talk about them again? Or are you fully off board Palace still or are you back on? Who are we playing? <laughs> um, <laughs> Wolves. Oh, oh, we played Wolves in uh, oh in half an hour. I genuinely forgot about that. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll probably um, lose. Yeah, that's the thing. He still checked out, Oscar. I think that we can. <laughs> we've yep. established okay. that. Thoroughly checked out. There's no rebuy. Like that's <laughs> we're done. Like that's it. It is. It is officially one month since the last time you won a match. It has been thirty days, thirty-one days, depending on how long the month that just passed by is. I don't know what month it is anymore. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is it July? <laughs> I think it's July. <laughs> Good lord. That's a that's a pity. Uh, what is time? Oh Jesus Christ! Don't pull it that thread. Uh, but yeah, football's going on. Woo, football! Everton yeah. one nil, Sheffield United, Brighton, Newcastle, predictably nil nil. Yeah, that's the podcast. Um, <laughs> do you want to do your little rapid, rapid, rapid fire news? Do 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 do. Sure. Yeah. All right. Let's just jump right. In. I mean, we usually banter for like ten minutes about farts and no, socks and stuff. He's, he's all business. Yeah, he's like, I got shit to do. Let's get this fucking over with. <laughs> We're up to 20 minutes of recording time. I know you are. I'm like four minutes. And that's only because you mugs turn it off late in case you say anything stupid now. Well, uh, yes, yeah. I got tired of being the fucking <laughs> preview bit before the song. <laughs> oh, but are pomegranates penis shaped? No, they're fucking not. <laughs> but now I'm like, that's forever a running joke for the seven people who've been on since early. Do you think anybody's still listening who listened to those World Cup episodes? Like, Do you think anybody's still listening? <laughs> yeah, still listening generally. <laughs> it's more the question. Barbados? No? Malaysia? Malaysia? Still big in Malaysia. You did say we got some old downloads this week too, right? Yeah, we still get box set downloaders. Like, <laughs> come in and get the lot. I don't know who these people Downloading are. Downloading 98 episodes? Yeah, or if not the lot, they get, you know, plenty of them. It's, it still happens at an alarming, uh, an alarming rate. No one's listening to the new ones, but everyone everyone loves the old stuff. We're a band who've been going for like six years and six yeah, albums. Yeah, we're the Rolling Stones now. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make me Mick Jagger or Keith Richards? Yeah. No, Chuck, mm. Chuck's the Keith Richards, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, inexplicably nothing will keep me down. I'm definitely Ronnie Wood in this situation. Oh, please, you haven't had Wood in years. <laughs> Good, thank you. Some of them are just open goals, aren't they? All right, we always just kind of float around till a good joke presents itself. I just made a good joke, so I think it's ready. We're ready to move on. Fuck's sake. Rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Our top story this evening, Watford have sacked Nigel Pearson with just two games to go in the season. Oh, boys, they're back on their bullshit. Pandemic and lockdown be damned. Watford or Watford. Yeah, well, I mean, this that's the 14th sacking in seven years. Is it really? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think the problem is, is that Watford clearly have some sort of quota situation going on. And they realise now that if the new season isn't starting until September, 
that it's going to be quite hard for them to fire a manager in September. So they get one in now, the two yeah. games can carry over, and then therefore they can fire the next one in September and just get back on the rhythm. Right. Coronavirus really pushed back their rhythm of hiring and firing. Yeah, they're a few months late, if anything, really. They're way behind schedule. Pearson should count himself lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Uh, I did see online um, that if you sort the table by only from the day he was hired, they would be in a Europa League spot, right? Is that what it was? Oh, and, well. and above Leicester, too. No, yeah, no, it's above great. Leicester, but it's not it's not as high as Europa League. But yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's I think it's 13th, actually. But still, that is nowhere near the relegation form they were in up to December when Flores was uh, in charge. I mean, I'm I'm weirdly angry about this because Chuck's the one who usually gets angry about Watford but like this is properly ridiculous considering when he took over they were absolute dog shit they've had wins against uh, Man United Liverpool with him in charge the players are apparently not happy about it either what is it Watford need one point from the last two games to be absolutely safe they're probably safe anyway they can lose out and still stay up yeah, Probably. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, because it's just a goal difference thing, isn't it? But, I mean, it's bizarre that if you've got someone new who has to come in now, fair enough, but the under-23 coach is taking over. What's, what's, Hayden Mullins again. Hayden yeah, Mullins, Mullins back. yeah. What's nice. the point? I mean, what's the, what's the point for these last two games? Oh, just complete and utter shithousery is the point. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, apparently he wasn't even told before some of the players were told. Oh, that's fucked up. That's really fucked up. Wow. <laughs> You're saying Watford need a point from two games and when Hayden Mullins was in charge for two games he got one point so maybe that's what they're <laughs> okay, after maybe there's thought process behind it then before Pearson they're like look we know this guy's going to get one point so <laughs> at what point do they just call up Sir Elton and they're like listen no one's good at least you'll make our fans happy it's fucking hell it's more likely going to be Bernie Taupin one for the, one for the teenagers there <laughs> uh, yeah bye Pearson see ya bye yeah Pearson saying goodbye to the yellow brick Road. No. Ah! Yellow Jersey Road. No, Yellow Brick ah! Jersey. There it is. And we can move on. That's the joke. <laughs> yeah, let's step into the next one. <laughs> next story. Marcus Rashford, Manchester United star, is getting an honorary doctorate from the University of Manchester. For his campaign against child poverty, Rashford 22 campaigned for the government to allow about 1.3 million children to claim free school meal vouchers in England's summer holidays. And the award is the highest honour that the university can bestow. No, they couldn't. They could make him in charge of the whole university. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but I think he's pretty busy saving the kids, so... Is anyone campaigning for child poverty? Um, uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's <laughs> someone. <laughs> his campaign against child poverty. <laughs> Just wanted to know if there was a counter-protest. I mean, given the people that are protesting well, very, true, yeah, very true. specific things <laughs> uh, yeah. in the last two months, I do not give anything for granted at this point. Uh, do we now refer to him as Dr. Marcus or Dr. Rashford every time? Just the doctor, I think. Do any other footballers have doctorates? Not that I know of. Brian May's got a doctorate. Right, but Brian May didn't play for Man United, so... Uh, Brian Cox. Well, he earned his. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that Marcus Rashford didn't. He's saying Rashford didn't. didn't. <laughs> yeah, wow. 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 Feed 1.2 million kids. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ian Stimson. Marcus Rashford does not deserve doctorate. <laughs> yeah. Turns out I'm campaigning for child poverty. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Ian Stimson, pro child poverty, anti <laughs> Dr. Dr. Rashford. Rashford. <laughs> I've 
painted myself into a corner. Eh? Yeah, Terrible. pretty quickly too. That, that yeah. was, we're actually getting through these stories too fast because we're just getting to the jokes sooner. <laughs> Next story. FIFA says that the five substitute rule can remain in place until August 2021, meaning it will be in use for the next season of the Premier League. Pundits all around the world are up in arms about this five substitutes thing. How do you guys feel about it? Well, the key is here, it's that the leagues can. Premier League still hasn't said that they're going to do it or not, and a lot of clubs are kind of campaigning against it, or that there can be some sort of beneficial part of it. So, for example, something I've seen a couple of people say, and I really like, is that, yes, you can have five subs, however, two of the subs would have to be kind of club-produced young players. So, let's say... Any player that that club has produced that is under the age of 20, those are your two extra subs. That way, those kind of players get game time is a bit more of an opportunity for the other teams. So do Palace get two less subs then for never, ever (laughs) having academy players? We'll just have one anyway. But I think, and, and this is the thing that really annoys me with FPL, is people complain about the rotation and blah, 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 blah. I think it's a good thing. It's better. Because yeah, it's, it's more likely that now the players will come in. And if you've got a team like City and you're like, well, if they can make five substitutions and this player isn't starting, even better. Because it's not like you'll just make one attacking substitution and then two defensive. They could then make more attacking substitutions or whatever. Especially for someone like Oscar, whose bench is just full of absolute shithouses who never play. Just fucking 3.9, you know. And that that's fine. You know, Oscar's happier now. All his, all his players get at least 30 minutes. I mean, I'm not doing FPL next season, but yes, I, I would. Yeah. Well, you should. Yeah. Be about it. You are, you're doing FPL. Yeah. I'm really not. I'm yeah. so glad I'm not. I have one more lineup and one more. Tr- oh, I have to take a points hit, don't I? Why? To go into 38? To, to sign off with a points hit? Like it's the most appropriate thing ever? Yeah, but yeah, points hit on a player that's not going to play or something. I was yeah. going to roll my transfer too because I really like my team going into 38, but now it's like. Well, I may as well burn two. Yeah. Gotta do a point he so, hits a lot. He's got to end on a hit. But Chuck, I'm with you because I do think that like this gives way more value to someone like Sterling or Bernardo Silva or Riyad Mahrez who like get rotated. But if they come in for 30 minutes and Sterling has shown that he can get a lot of points coming off the bench mm. with a significant amount of time, like they're going to be getting more total minutes. So then the rotation is less of an issue. Um, and I do think that the teams that would benefit the most from this are the bigger teams. Like Chelsea's B squad could probably qualify for the Europa League. We've talked about that. Yep. And like City have a crazy B squad. United have a pretty deep-ish squad. Um, Liverpool obviously also. But like I could see why smaller clubs, like all the W's down there are it like It fucks fucked. all the other teams. It absolutely yeah. fucks teams. When it's like you can bring on five incredible subs. Um you know, the the fact that a triple substitution would be like the final row, throw of the dice in a lot of situations. But now that can just be done for completely fresh legs and then adjust afterwards. It's completely unfair for the smaller teams. I don't understand why, what the justification is for allowing it to go on for one more season. I really don't understand. I can see why post-COVID because of the recovery and all those kind of things. But once the games end... Like, there's going to be plenty of time. Do we know if they're keeping the water break also? Because I, I like the water break a lot more than I do the five subs. Nah, I'm done with it. I'm fine with the water break for this season, but I, I don't know if they're going to keep it or not, but I wouldn't be happy if they keep it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything official yet. I think the word is that they're not going to keep it. 
which sort of surprises me a little bit because that feels like it it could be something that the Premier League themselves uh, can bring in, I imagine. I don't think that needs like a IFAB or FIFA rule or whatever. Don't think so anyway. Um, and like I, I'm sort of surprised that they haven't just voted that in because I think the managers quite like to have. I just think if you know. they're worried about stoppages and slowing down the play, why don't they just let the referees look at the fucking VAR screens and then you can get water then? Yeah. You don't need yeah. a fucking... That, then you don't need the water break. I'm a big fan of the water break. It's making more goals. There, there are tons of goals that happen at that time because yeah. it's like it's like the half-time and the full-time thing. Huh. Maybe we should just play soccer in quarters like basketball. More goals. More goals. Make it an actual stopped clock. Oh, so that we're we not go. wasting a half. Anyway, let's move here on. Here we go. Yeah, we've had this conversation. 99 episodes. <laughs> now we're like- going oh, to have adverts. Adverts every time the ball goes off the pitch. I, no. don't, <laughs> I don't think I have watched a game with my father on TV since about 2002, wherein at some point he has not mentioned that it's stupid, that the clock keeps going, that they do stop <laughs> He's it. He's in favour of the stop clock. Every single time. <laughs> Me and your dad. There you go. Great minds think alike. Is he an NFL fan? Do you think that's an American thing? Do you think I think that because I'm American that like it makes yeah. more sense to have the clock <laughs> actually reflect the amount of game time? Or No, they do it in rugby. Rugby, the clock always stops all yeah, the time. Yeah. And and even like the referees watch, sometimes the TV will go further because they haven't realized he'll communicate and they'll roll back the clock on the TV. Oh, right. And then once it hits 40, it's literally the next time it goes out, that's yeah. it, job done. Unless it's like a, a foul or whatever. It always feels American to me just because I used to work on the NFL, like at the British end. And we have to listen out to their talk back all the time because whenever they were taking a break, we had to talk over it. And it was all the fucking time. Yes. So you, you, couldn't, just sit on the, you couldn't just sit on the feed and fade up the commentators. You had to constantly chip in with the mm. British side because they were always on a break. And that just fucked me off because you're already on an overnight doing the NFL games a game that I'm not interested in in the slightest and I've got to actually mix the fucker <laughs> really especially annoying. if it's especially if it's the games on the BBC like when they showed the Super Bowl because that's just four hours non-stop no commercials no no because every time the US goes to commercials Oscar we have analysis Every what? single time. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. Because the <laughs> yeah. BBC doesn't have adverts for products; they only have Trailers. adverts for their yeah. own programs. Okay. And so they don't break a film. They don't break a sporting event. They nothing. should pump in the American adverts. That's like half the fun with the Super Bowl. Is like they these companies spend like millions to make these ridiculous adverts with like really genuinely famous people, and they're all they're usually pretty good and funny. Come on, you don't want to watch Geico commercials over there? Not, not really. <laughs> You could you could have the meats. You could have Arby's commercials. We yeah, have what, the meats. Why wind myself up to not get a burger? That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, that's oh, that looks delicious, and I can't eat it. <laughs> rapid fire. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Speaking of rapid fire, next story at Nigel Pearson. That was that. That should have been the intro for Nigel Pearson. Rapid fire. Speaking of rapid fire, Nigel Pearson gone. See you later. Oh, Hayden Mullins already fired. <laughs> By the time this come out comes out, there's unconfirmed reports. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of rapid fire, FIFA World Cup 2022, four games a day to be played in the group stage in Qatar. FIFA has announced the group games will be played over a 12 day period, with matches not being assigned to particular venues until after the finals draw of March 2022. Kickoff times for the first two rounds will be 1 p.m., 4 p.m., 7 p.m., and 10 p.m. local time. 
they're kicking off at 10 p.m. Maybe because they're having a fucking World Cup in the desert where it's 200 <laughs> degrees every day, and the players yeah. might die if they play during the daytime. Like, is this to just get through it faster as well, so as like most players can get back to their clubs and back to their seasons? Probably. Because usually it's three for a group stage, but I mean, so you'll shave a few days off it, maybe. It makes sense to me to have four because then you can just do two groups a day. Yeah. I love how many games we've been watching lately. I, I, more football all the time, twenty four seven. I'm so sad that the prem's going away again. You've, yeah, you said. I mean, it's not gone for long because it's what yeah. about five, six weeks. Like, and in that time, they're doing the Europa and the Champions League. What is it? The second yeah. leg of the last eight, the last sixteen. I don't know. There's replays. There's two games have replays. Then we've got the final eight, and then oh god. Yeah, some Great. players ain't getting fuck all rest. It ain't happening. Oh, and the transfer window opens before then. Blow. Yeah, with an extended domestic. But anyway. <laughs> well, speaking of the transfer window, thank you, Chuck. That's a perfect transition to it's my next story. the only way I can move this fucking yeah, section Yeah, because you know what the stories are. <laughs> You're like, open the WhatsApp. What's the stories? Okay, I'm going to mention the next thing now. <laughs> push, 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 push. I call him the segue. <laughs> yep, so much for the segue. Premier League and EFL summer transfer window to be from July 27, which is in a week, to October Five. The Premier League and English Football Club will be open window will be open for ten weeks. In addition, there will be a domestic only window for the week from October five to sixteen. For the week that lasts eleven days. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow, that's a long time. If the st- so they kind of go back to the old model that they'll go about five weeks in. Because I think the season starts at the beginning of September. It's now. nice. September. It's nice. There's another sort of ten, eleven days for the Premier League to steal all the EFL clubs' best uh, players. So yeah, it's nice. Nice. Are you Are you mad that like Peterborough's? Is anybody coming for Peterborough players? No, the thing is, no. The thing is, with with a transfer window with Peterborough at the minute, you're more. We're more worried about who we'd lose because we, if we were to have got promoted, then we might have had a chance of keeping Ivan Tony. We haven't been promoted, so. I, the assumption is we're going to lose him, but then who too? Because we were talking about big money. Well, who's going to pay big money yeah. right now? So it's all a bit up in the air. I've got no idea what's happening with him. Yeah, Peterborough have always sort of recruited from down below, so you're waiting for the next big thing. And transfer windows have been shit. Can we keep our big players like Marcus Madison, who's gone now because he's out of contract, and Ivan Tony and people like that. So we very rarely buy. I mean, you were surprised when we spent our transfer record was 1.3 million because we don't spend a lot of money, you know. League One teams can't. 1.3 million is a decent amount. That could bode well, though, because then it's like... Could do. You, the amount of money you you should get from sign-ins, unless they really do want to leave and, and force the transfers and whatever, but... yeah. There's clubs that are going to be stuck potentially in legal battles. Peterborough could be one of them because of what happens with promotion, relegation and that. You know, the Championship and the Premier League kept playing, but the other leagues below just went like straight to playoffs and, and those kind of things. So, Voted to end, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's Who knows? Who knows? I don't know which way it's going to cut, but yeah, it's a, it's a weird one to have a little domestic window, yeah. So is the window not open right now? Because Chelsea have just been making signings nonstop. I'm like... I'm genuinely surprised to find out that the window doesn't open till the 27th. Because, like, are you signing players that are out of contract though, or, or six months no. ahead of their con- no? You're actually making tra- well. I don't know. Yeah, Timo Werner was a transfer. They're not. These aren't like open but, free well, agents. Ziek, Ziek, the Eredivisie was in January. Was ended. 
Yeah, but the era Divisie finished, didn't it? They cut oh, the, right, right, the season right. early, so he. But he go. wasn't out of contract, was he? Uh, I should know this. No, no, but like you said, they signed him in January, and then they didn't restart the season after COVID. So it's just like, well, you may as well go. So that's why yeah. he joined up with the team, didn't he? Like last week. Yeah, he's been training with them. Werner did the same because is the Bundesliga finished? Yes, but he's not controversially not playing for them in the Champions League in August no. because he he's his. Transfer to Chelsea was official as of July 1st. So it's like, huh? Mm-hmm. What transfer to Chelsea if the window isn't open? Like, I'm genuinely confused. I don't... Yeah, how the fuck did we sign Timo Werner? <laughs> <laughs> and Kai Havertz is supposed to get announced today. Don't, like, pull, allegedly. It, don't pull at the thread, just in case. Like, uh, butterfly effects, you know what I mean? Chaos chaos theory. <laughs> so, sorry, what's your, what's your assumption there, Chuck? That someone from UEFA or FIFA is listening to this and going, Fuck! Hey. <laughs> Oversights happening. Oversights happening, and they can't even follow their own fucking stipulations. Well, that's true. Yeah, Investigations like, yeah, we'll prosecute you to the full extent of the. Oh fuck! It was last year. <laughs> oh, can we have our pocket money, please? <laughs> Speaking of money, that's a perfect transition, actually, to our next story, Chuck. Thank you for that. Real Madrid have wrapped up the La Liga title, uh, beating Barcelona for the first time in in three years. Since anyone other than Barcelona won the league. Um, and the reason that matters is because Chelsea are getting 30 million extra euros for Eden Hazard now that <laughs> Real Madrid won the champ, won the, uh, La Liga. And then, hilariously, Real Madrid were stupid enough to make their player of the year thing an online poll. So the whole Chelsea Twitter community was like, Oh, we're voting for Eden Hazard, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Because now we get 10 million more euros on top of that. <laughs> Chelsea made 40 million euros off the Hazard transfer this week. <laughs> he, Fuck by the way, Real Madrid player of the year for one goal and six assists in 21 games or something. Yeah, like that. And, and that wins you the league. Don't ever say that La Liga, that wins you best player. In the team that wins it, that, yeah, La Liga, Farmers League. Farmers League, yeah. awful. <laughs> Farmers League. <laughs> Well, Barcelona are dangerously close, actually, to doing, like, an AC Milan and just fucking off to the middle of the table and never seeing anyone ever again. Like, people forget that pre-Messi, it was not a given that they were one of the best teams in the world. And they were not good this year. Messi had one of his better years, but, like, the rest of the team were trash. Even Messi came out on the last day and was like, we have a weak mentality, this is a weak team. Mm. And there are a ton of rumors that he might actually, for real, not just fake news, leave Barca this summer. Like, there are very mm. legitimate rumors about that. And I know some Barca fans who are real worried, too, so, like... Well, you would be. <laughs> you lose the best player in the world. But was it this season where he got 50 goals and 50 assists? Or something 50? like that? No, he broke the assists record in La Liga. So, apparently, he didn't already have it, which is surprising to me, but he broke the assists record. He got 21 or 22 assists. There's still a game to play, oh, so no, we'll that see was how much. It. That was what was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, It was... The first player in God no, in like ever basically to get twenty goals and twenty assists, and you're like, how did he and Ronaldo not break that before? Yeah, he has the most goals. He has I think mental he's fucking scored fifty, <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, um, but now he also broke the assist record, which was previously Thierry Henry's, I think, because Thierry Henry was just playing next to Lionel Messi, so he got assists by default. <laughs> But, unfortunately, because this also naturally transitions... Wow, we have good transitions this week. I'm, like, really happy. Uh, unfortunately, Lionel Messi will not be celebrating that amazing season with a Ballon d'Or, because the Ballon d'Or will not be awarded in 2020 thanks to the coronavirus. The world's best players will not be receiving the Ballon d'Or in 2020 because of a lack of sufficient fair conditions created by the coronavirus pandemic, 
This is the first time that the prize has not been awarded since 1956, which, Ian, you will tell Shut us how... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, I, I could, it's like you signpost them now. Fuck yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, <laughs> so, Spain finished their league, Germany finished their season, and Premier League is finishing their season. And no so... one from France is winning the Ballon d'Or anyway, so... Well, Mbappe, I guess, like they're like, oh, maybe Mbappe would have won it. PSG didn't finish their season, so maybe we shouldn't. Does that seem like a bunch of horseshit to you guys? Yeah, they're just admin, isn't it? Couldn't be bothered. <laughs> just didn't fancy it. And like, maybe this would have been Messi's last one, and now they're missing out on that. What the fuck is wrong with them? It's because Jordan Henderson would have won it, that's why. <laughs> would have, oh, if it weren't for that injury as well. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> Poor Jordan. Condolences to Jordan Henderson on... Not being allowed to win his Ballon d'Or this year. <laughs> I'm only doing this for the Lukonoska's face right now. I'm just like a... <laughs> furious when he's even now mentioned who, on the podcast. Now who wants to move on? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Liverpool are getting the trophy this week at the COP. They're going to fucking lift it with us there, Chelsea, who, like, maybe we should get to lift it because we handed it to them. You're welcome. Well, that's not how the league works. But, yeah. They get to pass it on. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Can we just touch it? It's been like almost three years, I think. When was the last time Chelsea won it? I'm getting that itch, man. A million pounds. They spent a million pounds on the trophy ceremony. On what? Fireworks, pyro. When Finley won the Carabao Cup for Peterborough, I bought some I bought some birthday candles off of Amazon. They were about three quid. Blue tacked them to my banister. It worked a treat. What Don't the fuck give away the all mi- the secrets, mate. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. I already said that on my talk sport appearance. So. Oh, okay. FSG. FSG will be listening. Is it FSG, the group? that uh, Fenway Sports Group. Yeah, Fenway yeah. Sports yeah, Group. Yeah, yeah. They'll be listening to this now and go, fuck. Fuck. What Should have just got some up- birthday candles off of Amazon. Should have just spoke to Stimson. Yeah. It's going to be nice to see Chelsea give him a guard of honour, isn't it? That's going to be lovely. Yeah. <laughs> they have to. What's the rules on guard? They don't have to. I don't know why every team has done it. This feels like the first year that's happened, isn't it? That every we team has. No, we no? sealed the title at the end of April, the last time we won, or two times ago that we won it, and we got one every game after that. I remember. Yeah. That. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. That would have been the two 2000- thousand. Was that when John Terry got subbed off in the twenty sixth minute? Yes. Or, or he put a kit on. To come and lift the trophy. Like you know, prick. for the record, <laughs> that was a fucking standard UEFA regulation state that needle. the captain who lifts the trophy must needle. be in uniform needle. whether they played the match needle. or not. I'm needle. rising to the bait. I don't fucking care because I'm sick of hearing this for years now. Motherfuckers on Twitter being like, oh, fuck it, you wanker, got a big one. Terry. Oh, what a fuck it, wanker. No, fuck you. He's the captain and he has to have his... Uh, Quick, Ian, get the net. Get the net. Get the net. <laughs> We're gonna land it. Oh, a beautiful uh, catch. Uh, that was good. That was good. Um, hashtag good vibes are back, though. So let's get to the fixtures. What fixtures were they? What happened? Uh, football. Hmm. The football happening now. Are we losing yet? No, I'll tell you what's going to happen here. Oscar's suddenly going to be interested about the FA Cup. That's what's going to happen here. Ah, oh, the fuck well, up. <laughs> time out. We'll get to that, but. <laughs> We'll circle back to that Yeah, take a drink. <laughs> wow, someone's sassy today. Jesus, Chuck, be careful. All right, well, take it back to last Tuesday. Uh, basically, right after we stopped recording was Chelsea 1, Norwich 0. Big Chelsea win. Watfording. <laughs> Insanely generating 3.1 on XG, only scoring one Oof. against Norwich. 
Norwich with 0.06 on XG. So Chelsea pretty pretty solidly dominated that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What's the point zero six from when they like just took the kickoff? They're kick like, off. oh, fuck, yeah, it. Exactly. fuck it. We'll give him we'll a shot there. Sometimes people just hoy it in from there. Yeah. I do. I used to do that on FIFA in like FIFA 11. There was a bug where you could score from kickoff basically every time. So I, oh, just, really? yeah, if yeah. I was feeling like, like a particularly like a little shit, I would do that online. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, it was never, I mean, as those stats suggest, the Chelsea goal was never bothered by Norwich, who aren't playing Pookie anymore, seem to just be keeping him on the sidelines constantly. Yeah, it's the, the only the only problem was that Chelsea didn't capitalise on on those chances, uh, mostly because Pulisic was my captain. You sort of end up being happy with an assist in the end, because like the other captains didn't do particularly well, Salah and that. But um, yeah, it was just a bit disappointing from Chelsea, really. They, they felt like it could have been a cricket score, but didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, you know... The finishing pixie will vary up and down. You generate 3.1 and you get the win. That's a pretty good day. Like, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, yeah. I about that. that. And especially only conceding 0.06 from our defense. Our defense yes. has had a very, very excellent week between that and the FA Cup match, which we'll circle back to later, maybe. I don't know if you guys will indulge me or not. Um, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But our yeah. defense is, was, has been good this week. Two clean sheets. I mean, you didn't keep a clean sheet against Man United. Literally gave away a penalty. Yeah, sorry, Manchester Var United or but whatever. But you didn't, you didn't concede <laughs> to Norwich, and I think if you'd have probably conceded to Norwich, Frank would have lost his job. I doubt that very much, but <laughs> <laughs> but it did come in a good week because Leicester went on to drop points later on in the week. So Chelsea are looking pretty good in the top four race right now, even with that Liverpool fixture ahead. We are looking pretty comfortably. You know, again, that Man- Manchester United playing Leicester on the last day really does. Help helps. our chances yeah. a lot. A lot. Um, but we can move on now to Wednesday, July 15. We are dubbing this Burnley Night. Night of the Living Burnley. <laughs> Night of the Living Burnleys. There it is. Yes, because all four matches that day were not won by the team that created the most XG. The Burnley Wolves was whatever. That's fine. Uh, one, one draw. <laughs> But it, it, Classic Burnley being anonymous, even on Burnley of the Week night. Night of the Living Burnleys, but Burnley. Night of the Living Burnley, <laughs> apart from Burnley, they're dead. <laughs> yeah. But we do have our Burnley of the Week in this next one Manchester City 2, Bournemouth 1, 1.7 to 0.8 on XG. City only generating 0.8 against Bournemouth, but still scoring 2. So I'll just put the jingle in here. Ooh, they're better than they ought to be. Burnley of the week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just shove the jingle in five times. <laughs> that loss does matter a lot because Bournemouth, Bournemouth. Sorry, that's my apologies on that. Between that and the loss to Southampton, are extremely pretty much relegated. They are ninety three percent according to five thirty eight. Yeah. Oh, and their their late goal against uh, Southampton got VAR, didn't it? I mean, rightly, but Yeah, what late goal? <laughs> well, oh yeah. Quite, yeah. <laughs> Did you not feel for Eddie Howe there at all, Chuck? Me? No. Um never. <laughs> don't know why I ask, but you know. No, I don't know why you ask. I'm not bothered. Man, Bournemouth will go down. They're like they're a big group of absolute toe rags. They can all fuck off and be mercenary somewhere else. We'll probably... Ah, uh, we'll end up with Eddie Howe. Does won't. Eddie Howe get sacked if Bournemouth are relegated? Uh, he'll probably quit, I reckon. Do you reckon? Nah. 
I'm not really committing. <laughs> I didn't really commit to that thought. It was just an instant reaction. Just yeah. Anytime I hear anything about Eddie Howe, she's like, nah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Nah. Ian, how happy are you going to be when Eddie Howe gets announced as the next manager of Crystal Palace? Oh, I'd love that. I haven't even so considered delightful. that possibility. So do- the only better version of that would be if Mourinho got announced as the next manager of Crystal Palace. I'd find that fucking hilarious. <laughs> How would how would be worse for me? Eddie Howe would be worse for me. Emotionally, physically, spiritually. Because Jose Mourinho stands there and tells his players to play like a bunch of c- That was brilliant. <laughs> good c- specifically, right? Specifically yeah. good c- not stupid c- so this was this was a, a bit of a leak from what looked like an edit suite or an editor or of, of the new documentary on Amazon. And Joe, yeah, explain what's happening. Jose's doing a team talk or a meeting, a He's meeting, isn't like it? like a team meeting and a team brief about how they need to play and, like, you need to not be nice. You need to be c- Not stupid c- <laughs> Smart c- But what's great about it is you see a moment in him where he stops, checks himself because the cameras are there, and then fucking does it anyway. <laughs> it's you brilliant. Got Ericsson just head in hands, like... Yes, I will. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 That's definitely my favourite part of it. And that. then there's someone just next to him, like, behind as you look on the camera. I think it might be Ben Davis, that when he says, like, you've got to play like a bunch of c- just bursts out laughing a little bit and then checks himself. <laughs> Brilliant. I really want. I really wanted one of them to sort of like look at the camera like Martin Freeman from The Office. Just sort of like mug at the camera like whenever David Brent's doing something stupid. I really <laughs> wanted uh, that to happen. That's Jim for our American listeners. Jim from The Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lesser Tim, yeah. Uh, hey, but, that's uh, Tim with a J. <laughs> yeah, they need to stop. They, they, I can only get so erect for this documentary oh. every week I'm getting more it's starting to hurt like I'm probably going to need to see a doctor about it soon like it's just so good I've stopped my subscription to Viagra it's amazing I just keep keep watching these little clips <laughs> he just gave up he's just like ah, I'm never using this again I don't need these pills <laughs> just, just stacking up in the wardrobe just retired it up to the rafters. But, uh, well, if you're going to speak that much about Spurs, are you just putting off uh, talking about Harry Kane and how Harry Kane's back? Come on. Take your fucking medicine. The, you mean the greatest striker in the history of England? Correct. That oh. Harry Kane? Is that the one oh. you're talking about? We fucking love Harry Kane. Tottenham 3, Newcastle United 1, who cares, whatever. Tottenham 3, Leicester 0 yesterday. We're skipping <laughs> to Sunday. Fuck it. <laughs> Go. Tottenham Burnley-ing Leicester here. Tottenham 0.7 to Leicester's 1.2 on XG, but Tottenham pulling out a 3-0 win on 0.7. Oh, actually, this should probably be Burnley of the Week. (laughs) (laughs) What am I thinking? Oh, play it again. (laughs) Yeah, bring it in. Hit time. Oh, they're better than they ought to be. Burnley of the Week. What? Wait, did, did they also Burnley Newcastle? Uh, yes, they did, because that was Burnley night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So has, 1.7 scoring three. Has Mourinho gone back to good Mourinho, where he's an absolute shithouse, but gets results, as opposed to just being a shithouse? <laughs> I, it certainly seems like that. It, this, is, this was a throwback week, let's say, because as much as it pains me to say this next sentence, Ooh, Harry Kane... Has actually looked pretty fucking good recently. Uh, have to issue an apology to Jeff Petter and all of our Spurs listeners, Spurs fan listeners, because much to my chagrin, the numbers are turning around on Mr. Harold Kane. He's taking more shots. He's 
he's up to like four and a half or five shots per match since the restart. He is making more high intensity runs. He's making more runs overall. He's spending more time in sprints and he is playing further up the pitch. So he's just straight up being Harry Kane of old. Yeah. It's a, it's a very, very small sample size. So Mm -hmm. like, let's take this with a statistical grain of salt, but. Euro 2020. Euro, Euro 2020. 2020. Hey, it's going to be a 2020. Well done, because we didn't want to pay for new merchandise. Say hey, the, the 2020. Yeah. It's coming home. <laughs> yes. Via Hurricane. It's, when is that even happening? Isn't it? I don't Summer know. 2021? Yeah. Next year sometime. Um, yeah, he's been good, man. I'm get, I might get him into my fantasy team, honestly. Oh, my Harry word. Kane, when he's good, is good. <laughs> he's the hit. Is he going to be the hit? <gasps> he might. Oh. 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 for Harry Kane in the last ever captain. Premier League. No, I'm not fucking captaining him. Hit and captain. No, I'm captaining Willian in his last ever match for Chelsea Football Club. Well, that's dumb. Operation Fallen Eagle, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Goes in with Chuck's new plan, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, sample size, but I have to admit when I'm wrong, and Harry Kane's numbers indicate that he is a different player than he was pre-pandemic, maybe all that time off actually helped. Unclear. But either way, this was a great week for Spurs and a great week for Chelsea fans, thanks to Spurs, because Leicester, after that 3-0 loss, are down to 31% to make the Champions League, and Chelsea are up to 89 However... The problem is here, for Jeff especially, is that we are not renowned for our correctness of take, which hmm. means if we're admitting Kane is now good again, he, no, 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 his no, legs, no, no. Are, about to, his, his legs are about up. to explode. <laughs> so, Back it up. I said Kane has had a good run of games. <laughs> In a small sample size. Have to clarify. Size. Have to put the clarifications in, don't you? Yeah, he <laughs> might be looking like he's headed towards being you're back again. You're just doing it so that he gets injured and you're an evil, evil man. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He did look better though. His his timing of runs as well was absolutely. Yeah. How many times Leicester. was he offside? Only like twice. Whoa. It was, it was not. Whoa. It was like genuinely. I was watching for it because. <laughs> oh like, really? Yeah, yeah, it was not. He was not outside. He was timing his runs really well. Timing exactly his right, runs Ian. perfectly against Leicester. He really and was. he had that explosive speed, which like we haven't seen out of him in years. Really, yeah. it was like one of them situations because he, he did he score two. Sorry, he scored two and he he set up the pass on the first the, he one. He set up the sun and then own drew goal. the defenders yeah. away with a run. So like it was a largely his goal too. Yeah, the first one, or he had a huge hand in it. Let's it say. did feel like those goals you'd have been surprised if he didn't score. But he, look, he looked in. Razor sharp form, he really did. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. Uh, and he's lucky that the season is ending before the clock hits August. The calendar hits August. The clock hit the because clock as we all August. know... <laughs> well, my clock has the date on it, so I... <laughs> Speaking of North London and not deserving wins, or deserving yeah, wins, I exactly. don't know. What do we, what do we, what <laughs> no, do we... not deserving. This was on Night of the Living Burnleys. Arsenal 2, <laughs> Liverpool 1, Arsenal 1.3 to Liverpool's 2.2. 2. What a week for Arsenal. Oh my God. Now let's give... Come on, we've given Jeff P a bit of a lift. Let's give Adam P a lift. Oh, is this, a, is this the sort of listener love episode? We're just giving out... Hashtag positive podcasting. Um, yeah. Oh, wow, lovely. <laughs> Speaking of not being right about everything, remember when we said Man City are in the FA Cup final? <laughs> uh, you said that. Thank you Oscar very much. Oscar said scenes when it's a Chelsea Arsenal final. That, that those words. I did, and I even lips. threw out the stat that we have 
between the two of us, 10 of the last 16 or 15 FA Cups. This is true. Which will be 11 of the last 17 now, as of this after this year. We have six since Roman Abramovich took over. The next best team is Arsenal. Arsenal have won like five in the last four years. Don't, don't check that. Four in that same time since Abramovich took over, but three of them are in the last like five years. Yeah. And Arsenal have the most ever on 13. Um, Chelsea are moving up the list. We were at two when Roman took over. Now we're up to eight FA Cups. That's best. Um, which is pretty fucking phenomenal. But yeah, Arsenal have had a very good week. Very good week. I mean, that like, you know, they overperformed against Liverpool, against Liverpool, but like not a huge swing that XG had Liverpool to Arsenal one. So it's like, you know, they overperformed, but like, it's not unreasonable. It's not like they scored four on 0.6 or something. And then they, they dismantled City. Yeah, the, the, was it this, I think it was the second Aubameyang goal where they, they were just passing it around in their own box for ages. And if you watch the videos, you're like, I'm not even an Arsenal fan. And I'm watching this going like, this is not a good idea. This is not good. Yeah, I think <laughs> just 10 players touched it Calm, before the goal. Pass him round. And then all of a sudden, just pew, other end. Aubameyang in off the post. No fucking about. And Arsenal legend David Luiz just leading the charge into the FA Cup final. He had himself a throwback game. I'm not even kidding right now. Like, our, the Arsenal fans on Twitter are like, David Luiz, worth every penny. I'm like, really, guys? Like, that's not what you were saying. But he, he played really well against City. And for Arsenal to beat Liverpool and City in the same week, like, fucking hell, man. Props to them. Props to them. I'm excited to get him in the FA Cup final because, like I said, we're the two best FA Cup teams and... And I, I love a match against Arsenal. Usually it goes well for Chelsea. It didn't last time we played them in the FA Cup final, but like, but yeah, props to Arsenal. Do you guys have any Arsenal players in your FPL teams going into the last day? Chuck, you're free hitting, right? You bring any Arsenal in? I'm free hitting. We can go into that later if you want, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe just get a Bamiyang in just for why not? Because I've got loads of money to spend. A few weeks ago, I brought up a Bamiyang and just got roundly lambasted and now fucking Chuck's getting him in the free here. This is just... Yeah, because when I do something, it's a good idea. Correct. Like he, I, I, I had him in until the Norwich game, which was last chance. Captained, took my winnings, and fucked off out the casino. Now yeah. I've been around a little bit. I've had a few beers. I'm thinking, let's play some cards. <laughs> last game of the season, Brett. Can't hold anything back now. <sighs> Ian, listen, man. It's like you got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to walk away and know when, when to, to run. run. <laughs> Learn your lesson already. Jesus. It's not that hard, honestly. <laughs> It'll be time enough for gambling when the dealing's done. Yeah. That's, that's just <laughs> it. Go. And you're also, uh, how many points behind me now? Just uh, a little live it's update for you. Square 50 or so. It's think. about 50, is it? Ooh. About that. About that. A game week that. and a half to make up 50 points. On Who's me. your captain this week? Oh, I left it on Jesus. That does not seem like a good idea. <laughs> nah, it might, it might be that's right. a good fixture. It might be right. Yeah. yeah, I have it on silver. I've got KDB. So uh, what, what, you got David Silver this week, Oscar? Yeah, I got him in this week and captained him. Oh, okay. Ooh. Before your Kane captaincy the next week. Yeah. Of course. That's I'm not captaining Kane next week. I will not be <laughs> captaining Kane. 100%. Okay. Anyway. Uh, let's keep going through the fixtures. We'll take it to Thursday, July 16. Everton won, Villa won. No one cares. Uh, Villa continue to not be able to gain points, and they are now 82% to get relegated. Standard. Uh, Leicester 2, Sheffield United 0. A deserved scoreline, 3.1 to 0.6 on XG. Leicester getting a win, but again, the loss later on in the week is really what mattered for Leicester, uh, given the weeks that Chelsea and United had in terms of the points on the table. Um, speaking of, if you guys want to stop me to chime in on any of these, I don't have any takes on the Thursday matches. They were pretty 
whatever and palace chuck doesn't want to talk about that was the only one that like <laughs> um did i watch the game i watched the game uh it was weird watching a game where you're more excited about the fact that you owned all three attacking united players involved in the goals <laughs> and you were You've annoyed full fpl you were annoyed full fpl you're like just give it to marshall guys just pass it. sacco <laughs> sacco just do a quick turn for no reason just give it away. <laughs> oh my god, I just realized a center back pairing of Sacco and Zuma would just be the most overly ambitious dribbling center back pairing of all fucking time. Cruyff turns and stepovers <laughs> all over the place. I raise you one better by just saying any Chelsea center back pairing. Well, I say Zuma specifically because I don't know. Did you guys see that highlight of the almost best goal of all time he scored against? Didn't score against Ajax? Yes. In the Champions League, yeah. he just—he did an Eden Hazard and just dribbled through their entire squad. Then realized he was in the penalty box and just kicked it out of the stadium like straight up. Oh, and like clockwork, uh, we mentioned Sacco, and he's off injured. Oh, is he? Yeah. Probably Cruyff turned himself inside out. <laughs> oh, it's looking like a muscle thing too. He's limping up the stairs. What happens when your team is old as fuck? Oldest team in the league, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, uh, yeah, the Palace United one was then the oldest versus the youngest, I think, for average age this season. No way. Someone beat us for youngest team? Mm, I think we so. ran a bunch of fucking 12-year-olds out. No, but I think as in, like, squad. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking numbers, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm checked out. Um, <laughs> I've just noticed that Thursday, uh, the scores are a palindrome. So That's right. 1-1-2-0-0-2-1-1. Nice, and another <laughs> shit. South Coast Derby. Yeah, any words on Brighton there? Do you, I mean, no. I'll clear the road, clear the stage, clear the path for you? Runway. Whatever, do you want to talk shit about Brighton? Runway. <laughs> clear the runway, there it is. Thank you, Ian. <laughs> no worries. Uh, uh, all right, well, Friday we had a W Derby. <laughs> uh, West Ham. The runway is blocked. Uh, well, taking it to Friday, we have another... There's too many of these fucking teams. It's hard to keep track. But there was another W Derby. This one is... What do you mean West another W Derby? That was the only one. Well, all season long, it feels like there's a W Derby every oh, it's week. It's annoying, isn't it, when these teams have to play each other? It's <laughs> too much. It's too much. But oh, why, don't they just, why don't they just add more letters to the alphabet, guys? It's true. Yeah, just use God. more of them, England. Why is Oscar everything just W? The, Oscar would be the... You, are you in support of the European Super League, Oscar? Yes, that would be fucking girl. Of course you are. That would be great. Of course. <laughs> Why would I want to watch Burnley anymore if I could just watch Real Madrid every week? But imagine if Chelsea weren't in it. Oh, please. <laughs> we have kept England's UEFA coefficient alive for the last 15 years. If it wasn't for us, we'd have like two fucking Champions League spots left. <laughs> imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah, it was just and teams like Panathinaikos and Galatasaray were getting in. Yeah. <laughs> no Chelsea. Fucking oh. Apoel Nicosia. No Chelsea. <laughs> that sounds like a character from Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Apoel Nicosia. Uh, All right. Well, Westham 3, Westham, Whitford Westham. 1. Yeah, Westham. Uh, Westham 3, <laughs> Watford 1. Westham 0. Point, hold on. 0. 0.8 on XG to Watford's 1.0. So that is uh, maybe also another candidate for Q the Jingle a third time. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, they're better than they ought to be. Burnley of the week. <laughs> Burnley of the week. Is that the match that got uh, Pearson fired? Uh, well, he was yeah. apparently he was having tea with the West Ham coaching squad afterwards. 
He pierced him. And then, yeah, and then supposedly threatened to punch a player. Do you know what? I haven't seen that reported on any reputable outlet. So no, so that, we're starting I don't know it. whether it's not like my Frank Lampard, Tammy Abraham rumor yeah. last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's just some guy on Twitter. Oh. oh, I forgot about that. That was good. Yeah, just uh, wildly unverified, just making shit up all of it. No, no, I saw a tweet, and then I, in the same podcast, said I cannot substantiate that. That's, <laughs> you know, that's fair. I cannot substantiate it, but I'm going to keep propagating it. I'm going to say it anyway. What was it he called him? Or didn't call him that you made up a championship striker, a championship striker, and made him cry, and made him cry. I mean, he was like he was the championship striker. No. Um, moving on then to Saturday, July eighteen, North Saturday, Saturday, Sat. Oh, sorry, I've just been trying to do an Elton John song for since right. about a half hour ago. Right, okay, okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Norwich zero, Burnley two, Burnley and the Jets. <laughs> very nice very nice <laughs> oh you got me you got me yes. I didn't even have you up on the camera I heard it you heard me choking on my wine yeah, yeah. nice uh, Burnley and the Jets uh, Saturday, do we care about Burnley beating Norwich Norwich are down Burnley sucks like whatever are we surprised I was surprised it was only oh no no no, no. It, can we can we talk about the fact that Norwich went down to nine men and Burnley still just delivered a 2-0 like that's against sure. nine men, and one of the goals wasn't even scored by Burnley. Like that's how <laughs> that's how full give a fuck Norwich are. Like no one's buying any of those players. No, who's playing Burnley in thirty eight? Triple up on that. Who's playing Burnley? You mean Norwich? Yes, I'm bad at words. <laughs> Man City, Man City played Norwich. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're that's, that's why we're all captaining we Norwich. Yeah, there you go. Okay, <laughs> I am tripled up. That's right. Okay, well, that's the Saturday then, and then that takes us to Sunday. We already talked about Tottenham 3, Leicester 0. Did we talk about Bournemouth losing to Southampton? I feel like that came up. Haha, <laughs> Inks missed the penalty. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> that's the one thing where you're an Ings owner in FPL at halftime, and you're like, fucking get in. And then penalty, Ings is taking. Oh, this is fucking dreamland. Fucking hell, it was a bad penalty as well. It was a terrible penalty. Yeah. Really bad. It really was. But anyway, what I mean is by, by the result is exactly what you would expect. Southampton have been brilliant since the restart. So if you'd have said 2-0 beforehand, you'd have been like, fair enough. I don't know what the XG was on this, actually, Oscar. But um, the it, the game was, was fun. And obviously, like, Bournemouth got a late goal vard. But it was it was felt end-to-end and was enjoyable. I don't know what commentator you guys had over there, but I we had Peter Drury, I think. Oh, all I hear sure is shit Peter about Drury. Peter Drury. Yeah. Yeah, he's not good. Um, it was either him or John Champion. I don't remember exactly which one, but I'm wondering if whoever it was is secretly a Bournemouth fan because they were basically fucking crying on the air. It was pretty ridiculous. Any American listeners that were happened to have been watching that, he was like, oh, it breaks your heart. Truly gutted. Oh, you hate to see. Oh, so sad for the Bournemouth fans. A horrible day, a dark day, a heartbreaking match. Really? I was like, yo, what about Southampton fans who are pretty fucking happy right now? Like, yeah. Jeez. It's... And, and this is the thing, like, it, we haven't mentioned it in ages, but every single game that Southampton play, the 8-0 loss to Leicester is mentioned. Like, 9-0. Yeah. Point where people, 9-0. 9-0, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot there was there was one goal at the end. Wasn't um, <laughs> it happened late. Um, but it's and to the point where people are doing sweepstakes now, and Raph, <laughs> one of our friends, has this minute sweepstakes of when a commentator <laughs> will first mention it. And we haven't mentioned it in fucking ages, but it is incredible the amount of faith 
and allowance they gave to Hasenhutl to rebuild because now it's just like fully he is in they are playing well if Ings doesn't doesn't get injured like he's showing exactly why he was the player that Liverpool bought um Hasenhutl came out this week and and sort of suggested that um Danny Ings was looking after himself a bit more, was being a bit more professional. Hitting the gym or weight training, he said, right? Yeah, so so I don't know if there's been some sort of issues with him maybe in the past, but I mean, sounds like if he is, he's looking after himself and, and Southampton are doing something right with him because previously he's been, he broke down every five games, you know, and now, I mean, he looks unbeatable, apart from the penalty. It's crazy yeah. when that happens, like another... Obviously, we talked about Pulisic bulking up over the pandemic and coming back and being like, he has bigger shoulders now. He just looks heavier and stronger, like muscle weight. But mm-hmm. one of the most notable examples to me is when Lukaku went to Italy and the team doctors and the team nutritionists there were like, they had you eating what? <laughs> they had you doing what? And by like two months after getting there, he said that he was in the best shape of his life. Huh. He felt fit. He felt strong. He started scoring all sorts of goals, which I find it's Italy, not England. But like he looked back to like being the Romelu Lukaku still, of old. Lukaku was always incredibly like quick. He was very good, like with his back to goal, and, and you know he, he he never got the chance at Chelsea, obviously. But then he he appeared to like pack on weight and bulk at Man United. Yeah, yeah but not in a good way. No, and he leaned up a ton, and it's crazy to me how much club doctors and regiments like that can have an effect like it it seems obvious right but to a certain i guess what am i trying to say here you would think that these are professional athletes getting trained by professional sports physicians and medical people and whatever whatever but like some clubs do a fucking terrible job and it's not even big ones or small ones necessarily because man united are obviously a huge club and other clubs do a better job and like certain players just react well to certain programs. And Danny Ings is one of those. I think that like he looks like he's been targeting specific muscles in training to compensate for the ones that tend to get injured and stuff. And, I, and I've wondered that with Harry Kane too. Like can they come up with a program to sort of make up the difference in other areas to prevent recurring injuries so much? So, so is the insinuation there that there are just different clubs with – massively varying nutrition programs and blah blah all that it's an english thing no 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 even within england there's different clubs most of the changes that have happened in english football have not been influenced by english no like, there's a reason why there hasn't been there hasn't been an english winner of the premier league no but manager. sam allardyce gets a lot of shit for the way he plays football but he, he was massive on sports science and did uh like when he was manage, uh, managing bolton like was brought in a massive change uh, like sports scientists physiotherapists and stuff who just were not employed previously yeah but that is also because he would fuck off to dubai for the main bulk of the week (laughs) right okay fair (laughs) enough yeah like van arnholt has said that in an interview he did on okay okay uh it was on a dutch thing i think i can't remember what but he said when he was at sunderland like they just wouldn't see Allardyce from like Monday to Thursday because he'd be in Dubai. I mean, I'm not really arguing for Sam Allardyce's, you know, technical whatever of the game because the guy drinks pints of or wine. Or his diet plan. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think Wenger was a real pioneer oh, yeah. in that yeah, regard. Yeah, of course, yeah. Right? He was like the first one to bring in like, we eat this food yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's salad sometimes. Because yeah. <laughs> he came after George Graham who basically just let the players do whatever the fuck they wanted as long as they were happy. Oh yeah, they were drunk yeah, all the exactly, time. Yeah. And, then, and then to the higher extent, 
that everyone will know is when Fabio Capello became the England manager and that was the first time that those kind of things had changed massively and it was really strange. I suppose Sven quite didn't really have it so much, yeah. but he he was like the no girlfriends, no wives, this is where you sit, this is where you eat, this is what you do, like very much more in all the players. It's when it's such a stark contrast because in Italy those kind of things have been looked at for so many more years and they are more advanced than mm, here, I think. Okay. But it's just a classic shit goes in and shit comes out, isn't it? If you if you don't look after yourself, you're not gonna get yeah. Is that what that is? <laughs> is that why my body hurts all the time? Shit in, shit out, mate. Yeah. <laughs> That's why your breath always stinks. <laughs> um, but I like clubs don't value their backroom staff nearly enough, I don't think. And certainly podcasts and the media and analysts wildly undercount and underestimate the effects of that sorts of those sorts of things. Because if you invest in a good like medical staff, a good nutrition staff, a good set piece coaching staff and a good analytics department like that's how you turn into liverpool yeah basically yeah mm. and so like everyone's like oh club spent this amount on transfers and it's like we don't even report transfers the right way because we totally ignore wages <laughs> and you're like oh they only got this player for 20 million it's like yeah because they're paying him five million a week <laughs> yeah in wages but then also like the amount that a club invests into their training facilities into all of that back stuff Probably, I don't know, I haven't seen any research on this. I'd be very curious to, to see if anyone knows of a paper that I could read on that. Hit me up on Twitter, at Footy From Afar. But, like, I bet that is a strong, strong correlation to performance and league table and points and all that sort of stuff with how much a club invests in their behind-the-scenes shit as opposed to, like, just the players. Because then you can turn a Danny Ings into a injury-risk underperforming guy into like a star striker seems so i mean i think southampton have got a lot to be happy about for the future to be honest because he looks like he's sorting them out i'd I'd be very happy if he was a manager of my club definitely it does track with southampton in terms of they've always had an incredibly good academy yes they've made a hell of a lot of money off of a lot of sales like you know we joke about the liverpool pipeline but that money has to go somewhere because they are they don't pay it on their players and they're quite a well-run club yeah. in that way. Like they are they are there and they're showing faith in the manager. So perhaps that's where then the stuff that pads around that you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily hear about because like you said, Oscar, it's you focus on the the glamorous thing, the big number. You, you only focus on the ninety minutes on the pitch, as opposed to the five hundred minutes of prep that a team member goes, you know, goes through in a week through all the training and analysis and time with the staff and maybe probably even more than that. That's a ridiculously low number to have, but it's just, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, and I think City and Chelsea kind of picked up on that 10-ish years ago because both of them invested massively in their backroom staff and in the training facilities. Chelsea built Cobham, City built whatever the name of their training facilities are. Manchester. And like, yes, all of the whole city of Manchester is (laughs) the city's training facility. (laughs) Yeah. And they had Leicester as well was the other one there. And Leicester's recruitment. Leicester's recruitment specifically, yeah, absolutely. Incredible. Amazing. Um, unbelievably good. That's that's yeah. insane. And it, it's frustrating to me on like a personal level that a lot of clubs... So the best analytics is happening behind closed doors and not being shared. So like Liverpool has much, much more advanced shit than XG. And it's known because once in a while they'll present at a conference... And be like, look at this one thing. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, but people have like good analytics and good metrics on like keepers, on defensive players, 
on obviously XG is like the best thing for strikers. They're doing things like XG possession chains and value added and all that. Like things are really advanced. And of course, it makes sense for those clubs to not share that out because that's why Leicester is so much better than everyone else at recruiting. That's why Liverpool is like it gives them an edge, obviously. But the public analytics domain, the shit that I'm reading and like keeping up with is like five years behind the private sector yeah well that's that's because that for a lot of those people it's as, as a hobby versus a a vocation you know if your right, job exactly. is literally to sit in the, this room you will not leave you will come up with these metrics and you will you will just do it and do it and do it and do it so yeah and then uh hopefully when dave satale gets access to all sorts of private data he'll yeah for fuck's sake dave come on <laughs> come on <laughs> hook it up indulge me for 30 seconds about chelsea making the fa cup final yeah go on Chelsea made the FA Cup, FA Cup final. Cool, cool. You've got, <laughs> got 27 more seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, Use them I mean, wisely. Good, you know, <laughs> I was excited to play United. We played United. They didn't start all of their best players, but we didn't either. We didn't even have to use Christian Pulisic to beat them, which is pretty nice. Um, and it was nice to see Chelsea fans on Twitter being seconds. like, oh, we didn't even need our star player, Christian Pulisic. And I'm like, who say that again? Star, star player. player who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, seconds, yeah. That feels nice. Two. Um, one and that's your 30 seconds <laughs> there you go suck it Man United feeling pretty good um, let's just check in since people want to know I've probably mentioned them in passing but let's give them out all in one place the percentages for the top four Liverpool and City are officially already qualified obviously for the remaining two spots we have Manchester United at 81% Chelsea at 89% and Leicester at 31% so looking pretty good for Chelsea and United, and again, like I said, it's probably, uh, hopefully, more than likely looking like Chelsea will be in, and City and Leicester will be playing United for that last spot. Um, in the relegation race, Norwich are officially relegated, <laughs> Bournemouth are 93% to go down, Aston Villa are 82%, uh, and Watford at 26%. So Watford, despite... Oh, being... can't just can't just all of those go <laughs> <laughs> and Westham and Brechton that didn't work damn it I need to come up with a mispronunciation for Brighton Bridgetown <laughs> Bridgetown there you go God. you're welcome Brigtown Brigton Brigton there it is shall we move on gentlemen yeah FPL how did FPL go last week where is pod team finished on 50 points after deductions for Captain Pulisic uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold zero uh, Laporte we got brought him in for a hit, didn't we? Well, yeah, didn't play a minute. Didn't play a minute. Um, he was a money bank. Jesus. Whose fucking bright idea was that? He was a money bank, and I'll oh, fuck off. Like, you can predict Pep Roulette, honestly. The one week that we don't make my transfer, the season plus takes right, a hit listen, for Listen, I'm not taking any shit for this, because people chose to vote for it. It's not my fault. I don't give a shit about the pod team. You make a suggestion, they vote for it. Whoa, fuck oh, off. Whoa, I don't whoa, care. Whoa, whoa, I don't care. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Am I bothered? Am I bothered, though? I'm not bothered, though. Don't care. It's the listeners' fault that they're idiots. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're in the middle of a week now, and we're, we can... Oh, we can actually do a poll. Oh, no, the poll's already live. When does the poll end? Oh, it doesn't end until, like, Saturday. Nice. We've got a massive long poll, uh, and we've put a vote on Twitter. Um, it's pinned. It's pinned at the top of our... Uh... Twitter page. Yeah, I've, I've pinned my poll at the top of my trousers. Um, <laughs> that we are, because we've got it left, we're free hitting. It's free hit time, we're free baby. Hitting. 
in game week, the 38. And it's really simple. Just who do you want to do it? Uh, do you want Dinosaur of FPL? Uh, some would say FPL expert, but, you know. Uh. Yeah, just check the record, mate. Just check the record. Well, you know, history. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you want Ian Stinson? History, yeah. Do you want... Oscar, who, you know, it's his last hurrah. Doesn't even like the game. He's, not he's interested. He's been winning Mop Plus. Well, he's not winning Mop Plus League because that's, that's me as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's close, though. He's but yeah. checked out for this year. He said he's never playing it again. Do you allow him a last hurrah? <laughs> or stick with uh, the current and incumbent FPL champion. Champion elect. Uh, champion elect. <laughs> of chuck uh, we aren't gonna we aren't gonna say anything else other than that you just gotta put your money where your finger is are we not making our teams because chuck you have one you're free hitting anyway so i'm assuming you would just make the same suggestion yeah well if then, we can afford um, it probably admin wise if i'm free hitting in my own team because i've still got that left um i will probably just make it the same just because right. admin and then it also then guarantees that i would beat the pod team and therefore have beaten all of FPL Twitter and therefore the best at FPL. <laughs> That's sound logic that checks yeah. out. Can, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep, I'll allow it. Thank you. Uh, so, and I made my draft this morning. So really, Ian, we're just waiting on you and then we can put up a poll with the pictures. Cool. When I, when... No, no pictures. No pictures. No, there's no, there, there is no poll. When when I went, basically, the poll's already gone live. With who do you want? Who do you want to be in control of the pod team this Sunday? Oscar, you're on seven percent. Chuck, you're on forty percent, and I'm on fifty three percent. Whoa! What's that like? Two votes though? Fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we haven't pushed it out to the twelve listeners in Malaysia yet. Yeah, exactly. And then they can speak to someone else, and then they can speak to someone else, and then we get K-pop Twitter on it, <laughs> and then. We get 8 million votes and it's all just videos of K-pop and Taylor Swift. I'm here for it. This is the only election that's important this year. You don't even have to register. If you're so lazy you don't want to register to vote, then just vote on Twitter. There you go. (laughs) Please register to vote. Please register to vote. (laughs) Please register to vote. I cannot stress this enough. Predictor League's going to be coming to an end next week. Uh, we, we will next next week's a big one for us. Obviously, it's episode one hundred. It's the end of season two. End of season two. Uh, we're going to be uh, Dave Mateo's going to send me the predictions that we made at the start of the season. Oh, if shit, you can remember yeah. what those were, I have no idea what mine were. So, and I'm going to get uh, my wife to print them off and put them in an envelope so I can read them live on the pod. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, so I've got no idea what those are. Um, we're going to be, yeah, announcing the winner of the Predictor League, who gets £51. Big week next week for us. Obviously, we will cover the last round of fixtures, the last two-ish rounds of fixtures as well, although we won't linger on those for too long because there's a lot of stuff to get through. Probably won't talk about them. Um, and we do also have the small manner of the £1 million on my FPL crowning ceremony. Uh, don't remember talking about that prize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Is that how much because, we have on the Patreon? Or? Yeah, we bought all of the candles and I'm going to... I don't even own a banister, but I'm going to stick them on the banister. <laughs> You'll have your own little trophy lift. <laughs> I have my own little trophy lift. Um, and I'd just like to... I mean, it's it's kind of a convenience for me is the fact that we get to the end of season two and season one and season two have both been 50 episodes. Oh, it's episodes. delightful, isn't it? It's, and it's just so it nice. Really nice. I mean, when we invented coronavirus, I don't think we foresaw that it would be this, this lovely <laughs> symmetry. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. Okay, sorry. The FBI is listening. We already established this. <laughs> it was just because I wanted the symmetry of 50 episodes a season. Well, since we're not going to record before, we're not 100% sure of when we're going to record now. 
previewing the fine ah oh, I, I you know it's coming you have a massive long break you look forward to all the football the football comes back and there's just an intense fury in 6 days it will all be done mm. And then starting up again like a week later? Yeah, yes. Happy days. yeah we'll have a few weeks off and <laughs> straight back to it. So all at the same time, so surely there'll be some form of goal rush or something that you can watch. Um, Arsenal versus Watford, Burnley, Brighton, Chelsea, Wolves. Big game up in <laughs> Europe implications. Palace, Spurs. Yeah. Uh, Everton, Dead rubber. <laughs> Dead rubber. Uh, Leicester, Man United, huge game that probably Oscar will be watching that more than the Chelsea game. Yes. Man City, Norwich. <laughs> no, I don't know if you want Milby. Every year, there is a game that makes fuck all sense on the last game of the season. And I think it's one of these two games. Either Man City lose to Norwich or Newcastle will beat Liverpool. Newcastle will beat Liverpool. I can absolutely see like that happening. Alan St. Maximan will score Hat-trick. three <laughs> yeah. goals, assist another, um, and then, I don't know, put his headband on Mo Salah's head. I don't know. I don't Some know. W team will get Lukaku in on a loan and he'll score five goals. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's not much time left for that to happen, but yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, and then there's Southampton, Sheffield United, and... West Ham Villa. So everything... it's pronounced Westham and Via. Thank you very much. Westham Westham Via. Um, so that's it. That <laughs> that wraps us up. The next time we will speak to you guys, you will hear our lovely sultry tones. Is post Premier League season? Fucking ninety nine episodes of this thing. Ninety nine fucking episodes. Nine. Can you believe that? I really wish I had more on in my life. You do? Fucking hell. I'm going to be on my deathbed going, oh, I spent fucking hours editing this shit. Jesus. Put it on a CV, mate. Put it on your CV. That gets you the big bucks. Uh, Thank you very much, Ian, for all your inevitable hard work, because there's a lot of shit that has to be cut. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Stuff you never hear. I hope he hasn't saved it. And uh, thank you very much, Oscar. Come on, Chelsea. Take care, guys. We'll see you in the aftertimes. Bye-bye. Miles Offside is a Nate Whittam production. You gotta learn to play it right. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count.